All right. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. It's Wednesday, October 23rd, and it's 9.04. <sighs> Thank you for waiting. Bearing with me. I appreciate you so much. And we'll get started. Hey, Marisa. Hey, Mia. Um, so three cheers of joy tonight. And I'm so grateful this week that I put together a format. I hadn't done that in a while because I've just kind of been rambling. So three cheers of joy. Tonight I'm drinking... Um, Blade and Bow. It's a bourbon. It comes. It's really neat. Um, the bottle is shaped like a hexagon. Hexagon, and it comes sealed with a little key on it. So it's really interesting. And I should have left brought it in here, but I didn't think about it. So it's Blade and Bow, and this is um, this is what I'm toasting my three cheers of joy tonight. So my first cheer of joy tonight is my weighted blanket. It is the absolute best thing, the one of the best gifts I've ever received. And what's so funny about it, well, cheers to my weighted blanket first. And I'll come back and I'm going to talk to you about my weighted blanket in just a second. You guys are going to love it because I know it. I love it. I recommend everybody gets one. My second of joy is that Friday night we had all those hurricanes come through. There was a tropical storm nester that just popped up in the Gulf, right? And um, it came through and I lived in Lakeland. And so my daughter and I laughed about it because we slept through the storm, like even the alarms, the warnings and everything, like my phone sounded off at like 11 o'clock and it was like, so I looked at it and it said it was a tornado and I silenced it. I just dismissed it and went right back to sleep and i slept all night so sound until five o'clock six o'clock in the morning my son-in-law called and wanted to know if we were okay and i was like what what's wrong he said all those tornadoes and so many homes are out of power and houses left lost their roofs and we didn't hear any of it i slept my daughter slept and she got up and went to work at like 5 30. so we were just knocked out so cheers to sleeping through the tornado so we didn't get all the that, um, it's people were saying it sounded like a freight train coming by their window. The noise was so loud they didn't know that they could take it. They'd be able to hear afterwards, and we were able to sleep through it. And um, I kind of um, was talking about that, saying how how protected I feel like how protected I am, and because I was able to sleep through it and not be alarmed. But cheers to tornado. Hurricane Nestor and its tornadoes. My third cheer of joy is that um, Faceless Love is in town. And you guys know I love when he comes to town. And it's only about, not I won't say only because it sounds so selfish, but it's really about um, every two or three weeks that we get to see each other. So when he comes to town, it's like I've been anticipating it the whole time. But you, all, on the flip side is when he leaves, I um, am going to be all sad and stuff for like a week. <laughs> so it's like an emotional up and down this roller coaster that I go through. So cheers to that. And I think there, um, the Blade and Brown I actually purchased. I had never tried it before. And I thought it was something new for us to share. So that's how I ended up getting that. So cheers to Faceless, Faceless Love is in Town. Now, those are my three chairs of joy. My weighted blanket, I do the tornado, and the Faceless Love is in Town. Hi, Chris. Thank you for joining. 
and <laughs> I try to sleep through the hurricanes when they come through too. And I'm gonna go backtrack to one of my chairs of drawers. It's gonna take me a few minutes to talk about it. And um, I've mentioned my weighted blanket before. And the weighted blanket is really like a 20, 25 pound blanket. I mean, it's really a weighted blanket. It's got these weighted beads in it. And it's designed to keep you calm. So they started using it with like animals during storms to keep them calm. And they started using them with people. So we went from that to people with ADHD and autism and, you know, just kind of some neurological issues that kept you up and racing thoughts and that type of thing. So I'm going to tie this all together so you guys know where I'm going with this. You know I've been talking for the past month about how I've been existing in this really low place that I wasn't happy or wasn't unhappy. I didn't feel sad. I just felt really blah, like I was just in this funky space and I was having a hard time coming out of it. Well, check this out. I started doing research on when, Tuesday or Wednesday, no, Monday about the weighted blanket because I wanted to talk to you about, about it because I've been sleeping under it. And I've been getting the best sleep, like seven, eight hours of straight sleep. Like, it's so good. So I noticed that I hadn't been having, like, these creative bursts and these racing thoughts and stuff. And um, once in my research, it says that you get feel like you're being swaddled, like you're safe and you're secure. You don't get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. Like, it really compresses your body and energy into this moment that you're able to rest. Well, as I was doing my research, I read that it said it activates, um, the blanket itself activates as part of the nervous system that's in control during low stress moments. So it kind of like makes that part of your body just kind of, it amplifies that to keep you in this low stress moment. And it was doing my research that I realized this whole funk I've been talking about I'm in or this low it's probably in connection with this weighted blanket. Because if you remember, I got it for my birthday, which was the end of August. I've literally been sleeping under this blanket every night. And on the weekends, I'm up under it, it's like crazy. So my friend Dawn gave it to me for my birthday and it's been heaven sent, but I realized I can't use it every night because it's really compressing my creative self. It's taking away that kind of anxiety that I function under that gives me my ideas about my books and makes me work really hard and all of that. So I've literally, I've been taking too much blanket. <laughs> it's like I've been on some Xanax or something, but it's blanket. So I've had to, for the past three nights, I haven't been sleeping under it. Two nights, I haven't been sleeping under it because I realized, it's keeping me in this low space, which, you know, I've noticed a difference already in those two days without sleeping under the blanket that I do feel a little better, that I am doing a little more. I got a little pep in my step. I'm feeling, you know, like I want to do some other stuff. So I have to um, break up my unhealthy relationship with my blanket. Maybe I'll just save it in tough times. I'll get under it and feel a lot better. So that's kind of funny. But anyway, I want to share that. I do still recommend that everybody buys a weighted blanket because they are the bomb. If you don't sleep well at night, if you worry, if you're if you're worried about things or you don't rest well or 
just in all of it, any of those things that just have you a little anxious at night, because you see people all the time, like, I can't sleep, I'm up again, you know, this, that weighted blanket puts a calm over you and it just relaxes you like nobody's business. And, you know, I did a little research on it. You guys can just Google it, weighted blanket, and you can read all about it. But it is the absolute bomb. bomb. I recommend it and I'll always keep one from now on. So cheers to Dawn for having it and knowing about it and sending me one for my birthday. I'm so appreciative of it. So that was my first cheer, the weighted blanket. Now, I also wanted to tell you, each one of my cheers this week has me kind of expounding upon them because, you know, there's never just one thing that you're happy for. There's always something in connection. It's disconnected to it. So another, on my other, th my third cheer of joy was that my faceless love was in town. And the funny thing about him is that when he and I started dating, I don't even, we weren't even dating yet. We just kind of started talking on the phone and trying to fill each other out after we met for lunch. He was talking to me one afternoon, I was driving home from work. And you guys know, I'll say in a minute that I have very little money. <laughs> and it's the truth that, you know, I just, I don't, my profession doesn't pay me a lot of money. People complain about it all the time, you know, and I'm getting better. So this was even before I wrote my book that we were having this conversation. So this is how new this was. So I had um, just been living here a little bit and I was coming home from work and we were talking on the phone and I was getting frustrated because I couldn't get any gas. So he was like, well, what's wrong? I said, I'm trying to get some gas, but it keeps declining my card at the pump and telling me I'm entering incorrect information because you have to enter your zip code. So he's like, well, go inside and pay for the gas. And I was like, I can't go in and pay for the gas. You know, so he's trying to figure it out. Like, why can't you go in the gas station and pay? And I'm like, well, okay, I'll tell you, but I can't go, in inside, go inside and pay. So he was like, well, what is it? So I had like $3.46 in my checking account. I know. Uh, but it was almost payday and I had literally like three dollars and change and so I was telling him that if I swipe my card at the pump it's only gonna charge it'll only swipe for a dollar at the pump and then I could use the other two dollars and change to go get me a cheeseburger or something from McDonald's so I could fill up my gas tank so I could get to work and then I could get a cheeseburger and then I could eat and then my whole night would be complete off three dollars and some change and I laugh at that because he laughed. He thought that was so funny because he'd never heard any mess like that because he works in an industry that always pays really good. So <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because I was trying to figure out what was it about him, one of the things, the qualities about him that made that had my attention so. And what I realized is that he makes me want to do better. He makes me want to be better. He is patient with me. And he didn't try to fix the fact that I only had $3.46. So it wasn't like he was like, well, let me send you some money or let me. He would just kind of listen to me talk through my issues. If something was bothering me, let me talk through him. He wasn't trying to rescue me or trying to save me or trying to fix it, which I know a lot of times we like for people to try to fix our problems, but when people just come in and fix them, 
we never learn the solution. We never learn how to get beyond our problem because somebody is has taken care of it. So the next time we have a problem, we're expecting somebody to, yes, come and take care of it. So I actually learned a lot from him in that. And keep in mind, I was 46, 47 years old. So it wasn't like I was young or it wasn't like I was old. But he was truly the first person that I could have a conversation with about how much money I did or didn't have. And I really appreciate that for him, about him. And what's happened over the years is that that conversation has transcended into just life conversation. And I realized that's what just genuine, unconditional love relationships look like when we, you can talk fluidly and openly about situations good or bad and there isn't any judgment and I've always been the person to try to fix it for somebody or try to act like I had it all together I mean like I can't tell somebody I got three dollars and change in the bank but for him telling him that was just really very um genuine for me and very easy for me to tell him that so I just really appreciate that for him so from him and that's why he's my third cheer tonight because he's always around somewhere but tonight I just had to add him to the top three because he's given me a level of freedom that I've never known before that doesn't center around embarrassment or doesn't center around me trying to be fake or pretending or acting like everything's okay if something sucks I can tell him oh my god this day sucked, this, this, and he, uh, he's not blaming me. That the, He's not blaming me or anybody else that it sucked. He's just saying, asking questions and having the conversation. And if you don't have somebody in your life that you can do that with, and I didn't, and I re all these years I didn't, and maybe I did, but I didn't know how to talk to them, but that was my own issue. Maybe I didn't know how to have the conversation, but I really appreciate his genuineness in that. So anyway, that's that. Those are my three cheers of joy. The weighted blanket that I had the unhealthy relationship with is so wonderful. Ooh. Um, I slept through the tornado, so I missed all of that. Thank you, God, for keeping me safe and knocking me out. And my faceless love is in town. That means that I am just a, my authentic self, and I'm having a great time, and it's all good. I'm not... It's literally all good. It's amazing i never even knew what a relationship was based on what i've tried and what i've known and i cheers and shout out to people who have their soul made and their love their life love with them and know what this feels like because there's literally no pretending so shout out to my faceless love so those are my three cheers of joy and they're brought to you tonight by blade and bow got a little key on it cute little bottle um and it's pretty yummy i'm getting better with this bourbon right i'm turning it to like a cowgirl like i'm gonna get me some boots or something because i can drink it so you know gotta think i'm grown all right so we're gonna move right along to the facebook post of the week better with it. the facebook post of the week is from um shantae Sore Star Pittman. That's the Facebook name. So it's probably Shantae Pittman. But um, I think it says Sore, S-O-I-R-E-E -E, Star. And I'll tag her in it. And um, so it's got a little, like a dialogue happening. And it said, in words, 
and y'all, I love to use that word, and I'm going to try not to use it because I'm, um, whatever. So it says, niggas can't even hurt a bitch feelings no more, right? And it says, him, you a hoe, her, period, and keep it moving. And I read that post, and I read it like three times, and I was so tickled every single time because it reminded me of my conversation that I had last week talking about people trying to limit you and say something to you to halt you in your tracks. And you know, people will say some, try to say something mean to you so that they hurt your feelings. But when you get to a point of realization, like, that shit don't mean nothing to me. Fuck you. When you get to that point, it don't matter what they say. And they realize, oh, I can't hurt them with that basic mess anymore. Okay, I'm going to have to come a different way or they've outgrown me. They're on to something new. So I love that post and I'll have to um, tag Shantae in it because that's what, that's what it should be. When somebody tries to hurt you, tell them. Period. Keep it moving. You don't need to receive somebody's yuckiness holding you in place. And um, I got a. And I didn't think I never post stuff like that on my personal timeline. I might do it on my Joy Exposed page or the Virtues of Joy page. Just a little racy. Um, but I got so many likes and comments on it because I think we all get to a place of understanding when somebody talks negative to you that you get to shut that down. That means nothing to me and I'm going to keep it moving. So I love that. I love that it came right after I did Joy Exposed last week where we talked about placing limits on each other and we talked about people trying to tell you stuff to hold you in place and they don't have any control over you. Your path is your path. The things that you do, things that you do and people can't stop you from moving, right? They can't. They want to and they think they know how but they can't so fuck them. So when somebody says something negative to you, you a hoe and you say period, bye. Keep it fucking moving. <laughs> and they don't have anything to say after that because they, you know, that's the low hanging fruit. They want to pick at you for something that they think is risque or something they think, especially calling a woman a bitch, a hoe, a slut, cunt. They want to dig at you. People want to dig at you in a sexual space. They want to dig at you in where we have these morals, right? Where you have your well you know as a woman you're not supposed to they want to dig at you at this soft space to make you question things that you've done but when you get past that and you realize how simple they are you just like whatever babu keep it moving and they're left there feeling some kind of way and you move on with your life so no big deal on that but shantae i love that i love the strength in it i love rec people recognizing that i don't care what you think about me i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and keep it damn moving because as soon as somebody makes a comment about you or to you about that and you lose traction in what you're doing then they have control over you and that's one of the things i always tell my students when they're arguing with somebody i'm like why do you let someone control you like what is it about them that makes them better than you how are they controlling you and they're not controlling me yeah, they are. If they can get you to engage in this negative interaction and wah, 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 they're in control in the moment. So let it go. Walk away from it. All right, then. Bye. Period. So I haven't even really used 
the young ones think they came up with the period this past summer, the past year. We always make emphasis on a statement with period, period, you know, whatever. But the young ones think that they got it already. They put that together, but whatever. So I love, um, love, love, love that comment. So that's uh, my Facebook post of the week, Shantae Sori Pittman, just talking about how someone can't control you. If somebody comes at you with a negative thought, a negative comment, you just shoot it back at them, period. You write, bye, and keep it moving. There's no reason for you to get lost in somebody's thoughts about you. Because remember last week we said no one can see your path. The, you can barely see it. The only thing that you know is that you're walking along your path. So people outside of your path can't make judgments on you and can't make judgments on what you're doing. Like I'm sitting here right now. If I woke up in the morning and decided I'm shaving my head, shaving my head, ball, and I'm going to, oh, uh, let's see, quit my job and start walking. People going to be like, what that bitch crazy? She not lost her mind. But don't nobody know why I did it. Nobody knows. God didn't tell anybody else. God's not going to say anything to anybody about why I'm moving. I just have to trust his voice and the resources allotted to me from the universe to move forward. No one gets to dictate your movement. He doesn't talk about it with anybody else. This is for you. Your movements, your movements. So that's my Facebook post of the week. People can't limit you. And whatever they got to say about you, so what? They say it to themselves, but you keep it fucking moving. It ain't, it ain't about you. So period and get on to the next thing. So that's too funny. All right. So that's my Facebook post of the week. And um, oh, before I move on to the next topic, let me tell you, I've, there's a, this organization, well, this uh, company in Tampa called the West Main Exchange Group. No. Damn it. I should probably know the name of it. West Main Exchange. And it's an event venue. And about a month ago, the owner contacted me through social media and said that they want me to hold residence at this at this space. And I was like, what does that mean, hold residence? Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what do you mean have residents there. So he went on to explain to me that he wants me to set up a one woman show ah, once a month at the venue for like an hour, two hours a time at a time where I can read from my books, showcase my books and talk about like joy exposed issues with the live with the live crowd so that starts on november 21st that was a big deal i've been thinking about it and working on it you'll start seeing some promo stuff on it but i was really pleased because that i go to places looking for things to do and then this is a company that's come to me wanting me to come into their venue so they're providing a space and a um marketing and advertising to have people come in and to spend time with me there and you know bring joy exposed to life so not just facebook live but real life real life right so that's exciting for me so i just wanted to throw that in there that could have been a, th a fourth cheer of joy so cheers to that so i'll be holding up residence at west main exchange so i'll be using that hashtag a little bit i guess um and if you guys are in the tampa area you can come out and see me That'll be a lot of fun. I'll make sure. But being live in a closed venue, I get to talk about a lot of the uh, stuff that I kind of hesitate to talk about on Facebook because I don't really know who's watching in here, right? So I'm just, ah, 
I want to talk about sex. I want to talk about orgasms. I want to talk about oral sex. I want to talk about pleasure. I want to, so I teeter on the edge of it every now and then. And the more comfortable I get, the more I'll talk about it. You know, orgasm is one of my favorite things to talk about. So we'll talk about that maybe next week. Anyway, also, it's so much stuff. Tonight is my 21st show. I've had 20 full episodes of Joy Exposed since I started in April. So that means I did about, let's see, August, September. So I've probably done about 12 on my own on Wednesday nights. So 12 Joy Exposed on Wednesday nights with just me. And then, you know, I started a few weeks before with a uh, radio station. And um, so I did it with several of them, maybe eight, seven or eight. And then I've done the rest with Joy Exposed on my own. So tonight is the 21st episode. Every episode can be can be watched on my website or downloaded on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Google Play, and not Spotify. What you can get off Spotify are the episodes with Joy Exposed, which is me, right? So not when I was with the other... Um, media group so that's you know so if you want to see some other stuff go to soundcloud and i do need soundcloud uh followers so follow me on soundcloud i would love that tremendously all right so um let's see keisha's here keisha said i call it nitpicking been there and i said bye absolutely so keisha was referring to the facebook post of the week when somebody wants to call you out your name and you say period Bye and keep it moving. Don't get caught up in that negativity. It's not about you. It's about them. And what they're probably saying is, I wish I was what you were. I wish I was what I was calling you. I wish I was bold enough to be that. All right. So we're going to move right along. Time is going by fast. It's already 30 minutes. Um, I got this article and this is kind of off the handle for what I usually talk about. So I'm going to talk about it real quick. But I got this article called why you should never borrow someone else's charging cable. And you know it's so easy when you're somewhere and you say, hey, you got a charger, can I borrow it? And you plug your phone into it. I've done it. I had people at my job do it. Hey, Joycelyn, can I use your charging cable? Can I, you go somewhere, you're out in public and there's a charging port, you plug your phone in and you let your phone charge. Well, the article talks about how there's this new technology out and it's not out a bunch yet but it's out it's out where let me read it a little bit it says oh there's a team of hackers they uh they're hired by clients to break into the computer systems in order to expose vulnerabilities since cyber attacks have figured out Cyber attackers have figured out how to implant charging cables with malware that can remotely hijack devices and computer. His team sometimes uses a trick to teach clients to be less trusting of third-party charging cables. So here's the deal. Somebody has an iPhone charging cable. You want to use it. You plug it into your phone, and they'll copy all the data in your phone. It'll look like it's charging your phone, but it's taking the data out of your phone, right? So it's just another way of cloning or stealing your information. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit because it's important to have your own charging cable without depending on somebody else's. And though it's not necessarily 
popular at this time we don't know how long before it is and you think about what's in your phone i have i run my business out of my phone i've got personal photos in my phone i take all kinds of pictures i've got videos <laughs> videos in my phone i got so much stuff in my phone that if someone had the opportunity to steal stuff out of my phone we're talking driver's license information, passport information, social security numbers, company information, connections, like any, all it is is plugging what looks like a power cable into your phone and cloning it. And they're saying that they can even put it in um, those charger ports, like at the airport. There can even be malware installed in those so in the airport is very fluid. People are transient, you know, people are coming in and out of there. So if somebody was gonna plant something in there, they could literally take information from 15, 20 people a day, maybe even more. It all depends on how many people use that particular charging port. So make it a point to keep your own charger port, your own charger. And that when people ask you to borrow it, you can tell them no. And at this time, you have to have your own, right? So protecting your information in your phone is becoming top priority because it is so much in there. And there's always going to be a hacker and you can't blame the hackers. They're just looking for the empty spaces to dive in there and how to make the next dollar, how to break the system. It's always been people like that around, and those really smart people that look at how the software runs or the system runs and how to get in there and steal the information out of it. And um, the best quote about all of this, it says, it, it makes reference to using somebody's ports as like wearing somebody's underwear, right? So it says, if you were on a trip and realized you forgot to pack underwear, you wouldn't ask your co-travelers if you could borrow their underwear. You'd go to the store and buy new underwear. And so the personal reference of your underwear and your cell phone has been made. And if you go somewhere and you need a charger, you're not gonna say, hey, let me let me borrow your charger. You go to the store and you spend your 10 bucks and you get you a charger and you use it yourself without wearing, using somebody else's or putting on somebody else's underwear. Cause we know that's really creepy. So I like that the article made, it's an article by Susan Rowan Kelleher. She uh, works for a traveler magazine uh, for, and she's, um travel section of the Forbes magazine. And they're talking about how to keep your computer, your cell phone safe from malware without picking up a virus or somebody stealing everything from you. So, and there, you guys know there are whole hacker conventions. There's conventions of people going and showing up what they can steal from you, what they can take from you. And if you know that it's happening, the best thing for you to do is to be safe about it. The best thing for you to do is to be safe about it, not to make your, not to be vulnerable to somebody that you know their whole goal is to take from you. So just be aware, right? So that was a really cool article. I'll um, put this in my blog. I, I'm trying to go in and use my blog a little more often. It gives me a little more time to expound upon some stuff. So I'll go ahead and I'll put this in my blog. I'll put the link to this article and then I'll write my own views on it too. So you're more than welcome to read my blog. It's at joycelynwells.com. You guys see the website there? Joycelynwells.com. So you can go there and you can read everything from my blog. You can look at 
pictures from my trip to Italy. I'm still putting up stuff from my trip to Italy. I just recently wrote about how I felt when I was climbing um, Mount Vesuvius. And I know I talked about it a little bit last week when I uh, reminisced about it and I was trying to pull myself out of that nasty ass hole. But now we know the reason for the nasty ass hole that I thought I was in. I wasn't even in a nasty hole. I was just very relaxed. I was very calm. But I felt like it because I'm used to being like So, but now we know it's because I was having an unhealthy love affair with my blanket. I had turned into a baby and me and my blankie was loving each other. So um, anyway, I just put up and I put up pictures of Mount Vesuvius too from when I got to the top and I was able to look in the mouth of it. And it's a really good article, um, really good blog entry. I felt like, and I, I just, I'm a writer, you know, that's just what I do. I, I didn't realize it until I didn't realize I was any good at it until like three years ago, if that long. But I'm I just my words flow very well and I'm able to put stuff together and all these descriptions. So I'm accepting that about myself that I'm a good writer. And uh, when I'm sitting down in the, in the moment to write, it feels really good. And um, I come up with some great analogies and the words just flow. And um, I realized that when I was in my reading in Gainesville, when I was reading something about my estuaries and I was referring to my yummy self as a fertile estuary. And I thought, how crazy that that's the thought that came to mind when I was writing. Cause we never talk about our yummy goodness as a fertile estuary, but it, that's what it is. Like we have so much goodness happening there. So I'm a writer, that's who I am. Nobody likes to read as much as I write, but somebody will one day. <laughs> Maybe my grandbaby. So um, that was a, what I wanted to share about the charging cables. You got to keep yourself safe with that. And um, I will write about it on my blog and go in and read some of the other stuff on there and look at some of the pictures, just amazing pictures of the mountain. And, of, and, and it's a volcano. So it's not like a mountain in the sense that it's trees everywhere. It's a, literally an ash layered volcano that it's, ash right so you're walking up ash and it's black and you come off of it and you're covered in soot right like you've been traipsing through a fireplace and um it hasn't erupted since 1944 but you know it's still there it's you can smell the sulfur in it and um it, the beaches are black because of the volcano ash and you know, when you go down to the beaches and you see that. So it's really just an amazing experience for me. It was so it was so good to me. Every day I think about something new from that trip that just really makes me excited. I can't wait to go back. I'm going to um, maybe go next summer. I don't know if we're the same time, same length of time, but I'll definitely um, try to go back next summer because I enjoyed it. Which brings me to my Woman Crush Wednesday. Gotta have a woman I'm loving on this week because women are badass. And um, tonight the woman I'm talking about is, and I've mentioned her before because the way that we met was just kind of on a, um, just a fluke. And I, it wasn't a fluke maybe, but the universe designed it. And so we connected and became really good friends. And I'm really proud of her. She's endured a lot. She's probably lived on three continents and maybe four. And she has um, raised four sons and 
just, you know, she's endured what women endured, including the ass whoopings and the down talking and then being downtrodden and just beaten down with words and fist. And now, she, believe it or not, this is the thing that gets me. You never really know what people have gone through. And then you see them and you get to know them and you see the strength in them. So I'm very possessive of the people that I'm in a relationship with. I love them. And, um, and I'm not, I don't talk much on the phone. Like I really, we talk on the phone maybe three times, four times a month. And um, so we don't talk on the phone a lot. We don't see each other a lot. All right, she lives um, somewhere else. So she's not local, but we're friends and I will protect her and keep her safe. We talked about that in the friendship episode, the week, the week before my birthday, we talked about friends and what they mean to us. And she's really a very good friend of mine. And um, she works so hard. So I always talk about how great she is to her. But you never know your own greatness when somebody else is talking about it. So when I went to visit her in Italy and... Um, I went to her job and I, I'm very protective of her. I'm very protective of her and my faceless love because they, ver they both work in kind of high profile jobs. So I have to kind of protect them because y'all know I'm loosey goosey. I talk about it all. I'm on the K Facebook live and stuff everywhere. So I have to keep them safe because I don't want them caught up in my bullshit. But anyway, so she has a very high profile job. And when we went to her job, and it's this high security to get in. And we went and I was, she was going into her office and I was like, well, I'm just gonna, I'll sit here and wait, you go and do what you do. And I'll just be right here, like in the waiting room. And I was sitting in the waiting room and I was just kind of looking at the pictures on the wall. I mean, there was a, the president was there, the vice president was there, the um, secretary of state was there. And I mean, just so like, all it's like, probably 14 pictures on this government wall. So I'm looking and I'm just like, oh, that person there, but I've never, I've never heard of them. I never heard of them. And so I'm going, 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 going. And I'm looking and I get to the last row and I get to the end of the last row and my girl's on there. I was like, what? She's on the big wall of two major, two continents, right? So I two, I'm like, what? So I really sat there because it gave, I think she's great, but I never, she doesn't talk about her job as if her job is great. You know what I'm saying? But when I saw her on the big wall with the big boys, the one of, I think two women on the big wall with the big boys, I had a newfound level of respect for her. And because I know her history and I know what she's been through and for her to, to endure and to come out and just kill such a major position that people, I don't even know how many people report to her or come through her for guidance and leadership and planning their movements and how much high security stuff that she deals with. But let me tell you what, she is badass. So you talk about a woman who's been through domestic violence. She lost her son, one of her sons, um, decided he was no longer happy here and he committed suicide. So she's gone through that. Like she can go through a litany of things that would all, that could break us at any moment. And she's just on top kicking ass. So I'm really proud of her. Her name's Dawn. 
I'll give you that. Her name's Dawn, and she is truly one of my best girlfriends, and um, she's badass. So she is my woman crush Wednesday this week because, you know, she is. She's she's earned it and she has just started traveling more by herself with things that she wouldn't do she's going and you know she's doing the same thing that we all want she's searching for love she wants happiness she wants forever but she's spending this time getting to know herself and that's one of the conversations that we've had that you've got to get to know yourself just don't look for somebody else to come in and try to fill this blank spend some time with yourself and when it's time for you to cross paths with somebody to love you unconditionally and appreciate everything and that you are, they'll show up. So that's cheers to Dawn, my woman crush Wednesday. I hope she gets to watch this. I don't know if I'll tag her in it. I think she usually watches it the morning after because she's six hours ahead of me. So maybe on the way to work, she'll get to hear it. So cheers to you, Dawn. I'm drinking Blade and Bow. Cheers. All right, so the last thing we're going to talk about before we leave tonight is that you guys know I work in education. One of the things about education that isn't new is that sometimes people in education have to have accommodations, whether it's with the IEP, with the, which is an individual educational plan, or 504, and it's more of a will provide you accommodations without necessarily a doctor's diagnosis. We just feel like you need these things. So these things are very prominent amongst students. There's usually about four or five students in a class that may have an IEP that needs some accommodations, whether they need to use a calculator or they need to use a highlighter or they need extended time doing something or they need somebody to read it aloud to them so they'll understand it. So there are so many different accommodations. Sit close to the classroom, sit to the point of conversation. Um, have some time to debrief after they get upset about something. So I was thinking about this as I was looking at some students and thinking about situations that people have fallen into dating. Well, you know, once you graduate high school, well, you can stay in high school till you're 21 if you have an IEP. Did you know that? So when we look at people graduating at 18, some people can stay in school till they're like 21. It all depends on the level of support they need to get out of school. So what I was figuring out, trying to figure out as an adult, somebody who is dating, how do you know if someone you're dating had an IEP? Because it doesn't travel with them. And you, I don't know that you ask someone if they had an IEP. Like, how do you know the person you're trying to date if they need accommodations? <laughs> Why are you laughing? How do you know? Because you meet people. I've met people, and I'm kind of like, this. you immediately start thinking about they're not bright or they're not smart or they're slow. You start thinking, um, but the, here's the thing, maybe they are. You know, you don't know. Maybe they are. But what do you do about it? Do you stop dating them? Do you ask? Like, have you ever asked someone, hey, did you have an IEP when you were in school? Did you need extended time with testing? 
I don't know why you're laughing. Did you need extended time with testing? And I wonder if that's a part of the communication problem <clears throat> that men and women are having trying to date. Because there's definitely a communication issue in male and females trying to get beyond that initial step. And is it because there's a lack of understanding of the information? So as an educator, one of the things that I have to do when I first look at my class is to see which of my students have an IEP. I have to, that's the only way I can teach them. So don't you think it's fair to know if somebody that's out there single and dating had an IEP? Couldn't you handle them differently? I mean, it doesn't change the fact that he's attractive or he's fine or he's a hard worker, but what if he has a problem with communicating? We always say there's a communication issue. There's a deficit. You're enjoying this way too much. <laughs> Stop it, I'm serious. So that it doesn't change the fact that they're good looking or attractive. But if there's a communicate, if there's truly a communication issue, do you want to know about it? Wouldn't you like to know that somebody that you're in a relationship with can't read or has a hard time reading or would understand information better if you read to them? And those might sound like crutches, but I, I just have a hard time believing that people go from needing additional support in school and we all go to school. I find it a hard time with thinking that people just get beyond that and all of a sudden they operate on the same playing field. I just don't believe that. So I wonder if it would be best to ask, like I dated a guy and I swear to this day, I bet he was on the autism spectrum. I ain't never asked him. I mean, he was a hard worker. He was good looking. He was kind enough. But I promise you, when I looked at different things about how he did things and the way he operated, I bet you, I, I bet he was on the autism spectrum. Even if he was never diagnosed, I could probably diagnose him. So I'm thinking that maybe we should kind of take a step back in the dating moment, right? So if you're out there and you're dating, to when you start looking at people and trying to understand where they are and who they are, hi, Kim, hi, Stephanie. Hi, Sonia. When you start looking at people where they are and who they are, and it's not that you're saying you're better than them. What you're saying is, I'm trying to understand if there were things that you needed growing up that I'm capable of giving you right now. And that's nothing wrong with that. Everybody, any educators, anybody who's ever worked in education, who's ever studied and had an education class in college, Anybody would know there are so many different learning styles and we get so caught up on people get caught up on the love languages and what's their love language and what's this and what's this well what's their learning language? How do they learn? Did they have an IEP? Did they have a 504? Can they read? Do you know what accommodations do people need? And I believe that would make it a little easier to um, have a relationship. Now, I know no one's gonna be all gang bang to tell you gung-ho to tell you that I had an IEP when I was in school or I had special accommodations when I was in school but I guarantee you it would save a lot of damn problems if you knew up front that the person that you were dealing with needed some additional assistance serious you ima imagine pe women going to relationships 
and I'm talking from a woman's perspective because I'm a woman. And you meet a guy, and you we talked about giving a head start before, and you expect the guy to be where you are. You expect him to perform where you are, and you're moving ahead, moving ahead with things that you want done, and you're talking, and you're trying to make plans. This guy has no idea what the fuck you're talking about. He can't keep up. He needs some additional support, but you don't know it. You start thinking, well, he's acting apathetic. He's not interested in the relationship. He's manipulating. He's You start putting all of those intentional things on it, and it's probably not. He probably just doesn't fucking know what you're talking about. Maybe he had an IEP. Maybe he had additional support in school since he was in the second grade. Now, all of a sudden, he gets out of high school and does he even have a high school diploma? Does she have a high school diploma or did she just stop going to school? Did she get a certificate of completion? I think, and maybe I'm looking at this from the educator's perspective, but I think all of that's important. I look back at relationships and I know it's some stuff I could have avoided had I known somebody couldn't read. I probably wouldn't have been interested in that relationship. I, I wasn't that person. I, I'm still not that person. My ex-husband was mad at me because I scored 10 points higher than him on the SAT during the time we didn't even know each other. And now I should have known if he was going to trip over 10 points on the SAT, he struggled too. But he didn't struggle enough that it made a difference in his movements. He made it through law school. He's a lawyer. And he's brilliant. Right? But he was caught up on the grades, on the scores. I should have known he had a problem with that. So I think that maybe if you're single and dating, you, I wonder if it's appropriate to ask without sounding, um, without sounding patronizing or like you're better than, hey, when you were in school, did you have an IEP? Does that sound so bad? <laughs> You think it sounds bad? <laughs> Does that sound so bad? But isn't it something you want to know? Would you want to know that? So I'm faceless love is in front of me. If you were dating a woman, would you want to know if she had an IEP? You would. How would you find out? You see, you wouldn't. You just go with it and you'll be like, boy, we having a hard time communicating. I think it's important that you ask those questions. And I, maybe, you know. I'm forward thinking. Oh my gosh, my bracelet came up. I'm forward thinking. So I'm trying to figure out how to break the communication divide when people are trying to have relationships. And I think a part of it should just be like, hey, did you have accommodations when you were in school? Like, did, you know, when you were in a class where there are two teachers or one? Um, how many students were in the class with you? Like, but you would only know that coming from the, you would only know that coming from the education perspective. But if people are being who they are and true to it, I think they would want to tell you that, yes, I did need additional support. And these are areas that I struggle. What if somebody's dyslexic and you get them to, hey, babe, I wrote such and such, read this for me. And they can't read it. Or they're struggling with reading it. Right. I think I'm telling you, I think all of that is important. And I, I just I'm trying to figure out how to have the conversation. <laughs> Gloria said, true teacher. Yes. Kim, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, because you want to know how people process information. And when you're single 
and dating, single and mingling and dating and meeting people. And you think when you meet somebody, you expect for them to be in a space that you are. And they're not. And you're looking at them like, okay, okay. And you want them to do something different. You want them to be in the space that you are. You you will give them that. And they're not. And, um, you know, but I'm thinking now people should add that to their dating. You know, hey, did you have an IEP? Uh, and, like, it's no big deal because they people have them. And the funny thing about it, people who are brilliant have IEPs too. They're just on the top side of it, and they get in the IB programs and the honors program. So it could be the whole gamut of you could be a savant, you could be a genius and have had an IEP, but you want to know. Like, one thing about me, I didn't have an IEP, but now that I know, as much as I know about I could have because I'm a very literal person. I have very little, um, I don't have the joke sense of me. I don't have the joke sense of me. So when people, um, when people are asking me questions or making jokes, I don't find it funny because I take them literally where they are. And that's crazy because people will say something and I'll be like, that's not funny. And they're dying laughing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. So I know that I have some, some social things happening. I may be a little autistic myself. And, but I, I know that because I have studied autism, right? So I know that I'm, I have attention deficit, ADHD. I know I have to try to figure out how to work that. But my attention deficit also makes me very creative. But I had to learn how to deal with myself. So when I was dating and I would tell men, I'm a lot, I'm a lot, I know I'm a lot. And they're like, oh, no, you're fine. It's okay. Next thing you know, I was running circles around their asses and they were tired looking at me with their tongue hanging out like, yeah, I told you I was a lot. I told you that, right? And that's what I meant. So these are all things I have to tweak about myself. So if I can't speak honestly about myself, then nobody will be able to take me true to who I am. So if you can't tell someone that you receive special services in school, that you needed somebody, you understood information better when it was read aloud to you, or you can't read, it may, it'll make a hell of a difference in the relationship. And it doesn't have to be a negative. So I know one thing, when we're signing a contract to buy a house, if you don't know what the fuck the contract is saying, that's really going to mess us up, right? If you don't understand it and you just signing, you get us caught up in something, you know, anything. So you have to be very careful with that. So I'm, that's my suggestion. I think I'm going to write about that and see what people say. I'll write about it on my Facebook. People will be mad and they'll be offended. But shit, it's true. It'll save you some time. If you giving somebody a pass on how they operate. I had somebody ask me if New York was in Florida. Now, you telling me you went through school and you done had geography class and you done looked at the maps and you don't know where New York is? All right. So those are the things that I need to know. I was on a trip with somebody in Honduras and they told me they couldn't wait to go to the Caribbean. And I said, we're in the Caribbean. Oh no, the Caribbean, Caribbean. Okay. So it's some misinformation out there. And I think when people 
don't have the right information, they can't get the right information, or there is a learning deficit, or they need some additional support, I think that it, we do them a favor for knowing. And it's not to enable them. I think it's just saying, I am aware, you've made me aware that you need some additional support, so what can I do to help you? But it also changes the communication. And you're not sitting up trying to figure out what somebody's love language is. You're trying to see if they can actually read the fucking book. How do they know? You're going to tell them what their love language is? You're going to describe it to them? You want them to read with you? Think about that. Right? So I think from now on, when if you're single and you're dating, I think you should address the fact that there's an IEP. Maybe we should extend it to like 26 or 27. Till people have been taken off of their IEP to, um, I'm serious. The people have been taken off of it and they've mastered those accommodations. But I think we do, we'll do people a better service if we know that they've needed some additional time. And this isn't, IEP isn't haphazard. You got psychologists and therapists and people trying to figure out what's going on with the student. The parents are involved in it. This ain't something haphazard to them. It's a process of getting to having an IEP. So why would we throw all of that away because you're no longer in school? Use it to your benefit. Shit, why not? I, t I just told y'all I use a whole weighted blanket, and it helps me so much that I have to use it intermittently. It helps my ADD. I have it. I know that. I diagnose myself. I know I have it. I know I have racing thoughts. I know I've had depression. Now, they're not going to give you an IEP for depression. They'll give you the IEP for things associated with depression, but not for that. But if you know that you've had some struggles in school, hell, it'll make you better. If you can speak that out loud and you get to college, you get support in college. Your teachers understand. Your classmates understand. You can move further along in life. So that's my um, conversation this evening. I think that people who have varying levels of, there are people who have varying levels of intellect. Some people need additional support and they need accommodations, whether in school it was an IEP or a 504. Ask, what they gonna do, get mad at you? They'll ask you, why you say that? Well, I was thinking, but that would come from your professional space. But otherwise, if you just think somebody's, you know, you think they need something else or they're struggling, ask them, see what they say. What, they, they gonna break up with you? That shit, no. They probably be like, I'm glad you ask, right? So, you know, that's just part of being transparent and being honest and having a real conversation and not some made up conversation. And you can't understand love and you can't participate in the language of love if you can't understand who you are and how to interact with people around you. So this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed and our time is up. So SoundCloud, Please follow me on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Everything's on YouTube. And don't forget, if you're in Tampa, I'll be on November 21st at the West Main Exchange on 1948 Main Street. I'm excited about that. And November 16th, I'll be in Atlanta at a girls' night out. If you're interested in either of those events, let me know. And hopefully book number four will be finished soon. So cheers. And I'm taking a couple of days off to play. And uh, I had a great time chatting with you guys tonight. Mwah. Remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. See you next week.